Monday, January 22nd. Welcome to the Damon Bruce Show and welcome officially to the NFC title game. Oh my goodness. It is championship week here on the Plus. It is championship week in four very lucky cities to still be alive in the NFL. And whoever goes on to win this year's Super Bowl will have absolutely earned it because there's no pushovers remaining. 49ers might be stepping into a championship game looking worse than the three other teams that have stepped into a championship game. Uh, with all due respect to the uh, to, to the Bills and the vanquished Texans. Uh, we got the two best remaining in the AFC, in the Chiefs and the Ravens. And boy, it feels like we got the two best teams remaining in the NFC as well. Even though the 49ers didn't have a great game against the Packers to put them in this game, uh, they were still better than you actually thought they might have been when you look at it. I, I really mean it. The, uh, the uh, Rewatch the Packers game. And you'll see a 49er team that, but for two really bad Ambry Thomas uh, pass interference calls and for a dreadful special teams play, held its own defensively more than it looked in real time. Again, you get into the box score of that game, it's pretty funny. But like I said, the only thing you needed to do, all you needed to do was go out and win the game, get yourself to the championship game, and there they are. There they are, and it's the Detroit Lions and Dan Campbell, and God bless them. doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. Protect your kneecaps at all times this week. If you're here in Northern California, if you're watching us from anywhere, welcome here. Please hit like, please hit subscribe. The channel is growing, and it's been a really big weekend. So it's great to be back here on a Monday with you. So many diehard plucers in the room. An awful lot of the uh, initiated are also here today, including... Andre Thompson, who is a new member of the initiated. Welcome, Andre. You'll be hearing directly from Sports Bane soon enough. I'm sure of it. So great to have you. It is a drizzly, very wet Monday here in Northern California. It ain't pretty outside, yet at the same time, the sun is shining, the rainbow is out, the birds are chirping, children are laughing and playing in the streets. Because the 49ers are in another NFC title game. And it felt like this year really was going to begin in the NFC title game. So welcome to football season, everybody. It's officially underway. It's on now. This is football season. The birthright of being in the NFC title game. And that's really how it's felt under Kyle Shanahan. It's on us once again. Very, very interesting stuff. And all I can tell you is while... Um, I don't know if the Detroit Lions are like the lovable Lions anymore because they're 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 a 12-win football team who has kicked an awful lot of ass into getting into this game with a head coach who's certainly, you know, a chest-thumping caveman. And I mean that in the best possible way. I really do. I love Dan Campbell and the way he goes about it. And it's incredible how differently he goes about coaching his team than Kyle Shanahan does with incredibly similar results. So we're going to get into the makeup of this coaching duo. Um, but first, I just want to tell you, be ready for the hate. Be ready for it all week long. No one will be pulling for the 49ers who isn't a 49ers fan. Let's say here you are. Your team got eliminated and you are just watching the NFC championship game. You're going to be rooting for the Detroit Lions unless you have some affinity towards the Niners. 
They're an easy team to root for. They're a team that has never really threatened any franchise in any of our lifetimes, so there are no enemies. When the Green Bay Packers were playing against the 49ers, as beloved as the Green Bay Packers are as their fans, there are so many fans. You go ask the city of Chicago or the Twin Cities um, in Minnesota, how do you feel about the Green Bay Packers? You're going to hear, I hate the Green Bay Packers. It's a lot of hatred for the Green Bay Packers. So there are a lot of people who were rooting for the Niners who weren't Niner fans against the Green Bay Packers. And I think you got to throw that equation right out the window now that it's the Lions. Everyone is wondering, what would the Lions in the Super Bowl actually look like? And no one who has ever lived a millisecond on this planet has ever seen the Detroit Lions in the Super Bowl. The networks are going to want it. The pundits are going to want it. Uh, the, the 49ers and I have... One thing in common, no sympathy will ever be shown. No sympathy. There's no sympathy towards Damon Bruce, nor should there be, and I'm not asking for any, and there's never going to be any sympathy or bandwagoning of the San Francisco 49ers. You've made up your mind on this team. You either fear them or you love them, and that's the way it is. And the 49ers have kicked so much ass in their history that there's a lot of people who absolutely hate you, 49ers, and you can feel it in the coverage. You can feel it in just the way, my God, what do we got today? Ryan Clark is talking some stupid shit on ESPN saying like, you know, uh, uh, I've been asked to compare Brock Purdy uh, to Patrick Mahomes. No, no, you were not asked to compare. Not a single 49er fan said Brock Purdy, Patrick Mahomes, same thing. Not one, not even Brock Purdy's parents are telling you or trying to sell you that he might be better than Patrick Mahomes, but he's in an incredible situation, and it's now time to acknowledge that he has more than met that situation to the point where he's excelled in it so much that just like Patrick Mahomes in his first full-time year starting, reaching a Super Bowl and winning it, we could see the same thing with Brock Purdy. But he's got to get over a really big, big Lions team to do that. And I think that Brock Purdy plays a crucial role in beating this Detroit Lions team. A crucial role. They are susceptible to the pass. Guess what Brock does for a living? He throws the football. And he didn't do it particularly well on a rainy, ugly night against the Packers. I think he will look an awful lot better against the Detroit Lions. And if he does, I think the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. It ain't going to be easy. Lions are going to come here to run the ball down the 49ers' throats. If the 49ers get their run defense solved this week, they're going to the Super Bowl. Be ready to be hated. Be ready to be hated. There's a lot of intrigue when it comes to the bad guy, and this brings me to the phrase, the Niner Empire. You know, Niner Empire wasn't something that I grew up with. Like in the early 80s, no one was really calling it the Niners Empire. But after they had established their dynasty, that's when it came into the lexicon. Now, I thought when I originally was out here in 2005 for the first time around hosting overnight shows, late night shows on KNBR, like I thought 49er Empire was to sound bigger than Raider Nation. Like what's bigger than a nation? Well, how about an empire? Like the British Empire is so big, the sun never even sets on it. That's bigger than a nation. So I thought maybe that's why they were going with it. And then I realized like, hey, you know, we're not far away from Skywalker Ranch. A lot of love for Star Wars. Maybe you're embracing the dark side. Maybe that's a part of it. Maybe it's that sort of empire-y thing. And again, everyone was intrigued by Darth Vader. 
but very few people were rooting for him. And I thought that that was maybe the overlord of it all. Turns out it was, I guess it was John Madden who basically said, you know, the 49ers during the peak of their dynasty, he's like, they're like Rome. They just march over teams. They just march over the entire league. They're like Rome, the empire. And that's, I guess, where it came from. Um, and I, I look, I like it. I'm not going to lie. I've always liked Niner Empire. I always liked Raider Nation. I really did. It's great. Um, but there is an element of dominance. that The 49ers have shown an awful lot of football fans, but they've shown it to them, and at the very end, they have not held up, held up the Lombardi Trophy. If they get to hold up a Lombardi trophy this year, it is a legacy for Kyle Shanahan. It is a legacy-making game for Brock Purdy. And much like I have always believed in my life, things get easier to do once you do it once. I truly believed in my heart of hearts that had Scott Norwood hit his field goal against the Giants at the Sombrero, the Buffalo Bills would have already won Two of the four straight Super Bowls that they were in, at least, at least, like they just lost in such a gut punch fashion that it became like a a preordained outcome that it was going to hurt. Bills reach the Super Bowl, it's going to hurt. And Buffalo Bills fans are still being haunted by missed field goals in big games to this day. What the 49ers can accomplish this year is fascinating enough to look at it in just the vacuum of this year. What would happen to them going forward is also, I just think, incredibly interesting and in how much it would just change the arc and the way that this team feels greatly. So this is a huge, huge moment. It doesn't get bigger than the championship game unless you win that and then you're in the biggest football game on the planet. And let's see if the 49ers don't reach the biggest football game on the planet. After all, the empire is marching again. It should march all over the planet. We got ourselves a hell of a week. Let me say thank you for being here. You could be anywhere on a Monday morning. You choose to be here. It means an awful lot that you are here. And so many of you, again, are already among the initiated. Thank you for supporting this channel with a membership. I really appreciate it. If you don't want to do that, all you got to do is hit like and subscribe. Boy, either those, those are free. That's effortless. It's easy to like and subscribe. Go ahead and like and subscribe. Thank you very, very much for doing so. And thank you very much to our incredible sponsors, starting with my man, Ike, who is going to be my bunkmate in Vegas. Actually, I should say I'm going to be his because he was like, dude, I'm getting a hotel room. If the Niners are going, you got to go. So if the Niners are going to Vegas, the Palouse is going to Vegas, baby. My man, Ike, not only has... Some room and lodge for me, but he's got a delicious sandwich waiting for you. Download that Ike's Reward app, and I'll let you know that he is giving Ike's Rewards points away that match whatever the point total is that the 49ers score here in the postseason. So a free sandwich can be yours if you go ahead and you sign up for that Ike's Rewards app. And that's where you should be ordering your Ikes from, whether you do it in person, whether you get it delivered, whether you're doing it for yourself, for your office, whether you're getting catering or not, check out Ikes. Ikes Rewards. Sign up for that app and do it right now. Uh, let me tell you, you also, if you want to do a little wagering on the coming NFL playoffs, there aren't a lot left. 
Go to mybookie.ag, use promo code DAMON when you sign up there for 50% off a deposit match up to $1,000. And of course, we've got my man, Dr. Paul Hughes, who made my knees feel really good again. No more bone-on-bone pain for me, and it's not because I had invasive surgery. If you are in on the peninsula, go to orthopedicsurgeries.com, consult with Dr. Hughes, use promo code HUNTER, which is the name of his son, And you will get 50% off a procedure, which I'm telling you means I don't have to have surgery. That's how great my knee feels now. If you got bone on bone, if you got a doctor, a surgeon telling you you might need partial replacement surgery, shoulder, hip, knee, go talk to Dr. Paul Hughes. His offices are in San Mateo. Orthopedicsurgeries.com if you want to avoid an orthopedic surgery. And he's been sponsoring post game and Damon. We certainly appreciate that. And let me just tell you, we got love for Uncle Boys at all times, even though they only sponsor on a Friday. It's a big week. So I want everybody who has been supporting this channel to get the robust bounce that is this channel in championship week. Um Sunday with a bonus wake up. Larry Kruger and I just finished a wake up here on a Monday as well, but we had a bonus game after day after a Saturday night game wake up and Saturday or excuse me, Sunday was one of the largest watched days in this channel's short history. Again, I believe it was the, the third most watched day of any days we've ever had here. So uh, I thank you very much for the love, for the support, for supporting everything you're seeing here. It means an awful, awful lot. Uh, We will get into Club Plus. I can promise you that before today is over and done with. But we got to talk about this coaching matchup because it really is unique. And it just shows you that there are different ways to go about finding success in life, different ways to skin a cat, if you will. But, you know, I love pets. I don't want to talk about skinning cats. Dan Campbell, speaking, by the way, maybe since it's because it's Lions Week, we should be talking about spinning, uh, skinning cats, because that's the job. Skin the lions alive. Dan Campbell and Kyle Shanahan are about as opposite on the, how does your coach talk to your, your locker room spectrum? Kyle is professorial, professorial, professorial. He is, he's a really smart guy. And he wants you to know it. He wants you to see it. He doesn't want to be buddy-buddy with everyone. He just wants to make you a better football player. And he's going to explain to you why everything you're about to do is going to make you better. He wants you to understand his concepts. He's not just saying, here's my playbook, go run it. He wants you to understand it. He is a teacher of the game. He is in the lab at all times trying to justify why his experiments work. And he wants everyone who's in the lab with him to understand their roles in the experiment and how it all goes down. Dan Campbell is basically the guy who says, I'm here for kneecaps. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass. A lot more of a rah-rah, I know the way to greatness, follow me, we will run through walls together. And he had a culture to change. The Lions are the biggest group of losers the NFL has ever seen not named the Cleveland Browns. And that has been the identity of the Detroit Lions basically in every year of their existence since they were born all the way back in 1930. The 49ers, even though it's been a long time since Lombardi found their trophy case, even though it's been a long time that they have you know, truly won the greatest prize there is to win. 
the 49ers are identified with success and winning just automatically in most fans' minds. That's why there's a lot of jealousy. That's why there's a lot of hatred. The Detroit Lions are not. There is a staggering historical difference between these teams, even beyond their trophy cases. And this is what I find really fascinating about this upcoming matchup. Kyle Shanahan just picked up his seventh career playoff win against the Green Bay Packers. If Kyle Shanahan wins this Sunday, he will pass Bill Walsh for the best postseason winning percentage in 49ers history. By the way, Bill Walsh was pretty good in the postseason. So you do that, you've done something. Whether you've got a Lombardi to show for it or not, just that alone. I have a better postseason winning percentage than Bill Walsh. It ain't bad. It's a pretty good place to be operating from. The Lions, in their history, again, dates back to 1930, pre-World War II, Detroit Lions have nine playoff wins in their franchise's history. Kyle's got seven. Kyle has always won at least two playoff games in any playoffs he's ever been in. The Detroit Lions have won two playoff games in the same postseason for the first time since 1957. And they got to go win two more. Uh, The Lions have nine playoff wins in 94 years. Kyle has seven playoff wins in just the last five seasons. That's incredible. It's an incredible amount of difference. And look, take your cap off to Dan Campbell because he did take a team. Look, here's the thing. Congratulations. You've just been drafted by the Detroit Lions. You know what you're going to do? You're going to lose. Oh, congratulations. You've just signed a new free agent contract with the Detroit Lions. I hope they paid you well because that's going to be the compensation. Victory will not be the compensation. You're going to lose. You're going to lose a lot. So I hope you're compensated with a dollar amount that makes you comfortable with that. Biggest group of losers on planet football until Dan Campbell walks in the room and just sells everybody on his new culture that he will build around his own image and likeness. And he's done that. He's done that in an incredible way. They're good. They're talented. They run the hell out of the ball. Amon Ross St. Brown is one of the best receivers in the league right now. He is going to give the Niners fits. Laporta, an incredibly talented tight end. Montgomery, an incredibly dangerous weapon out of the backfield. But if you really want to play who's got more weapons, kids, once again, Niners, 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 Niners. And those weapons should come out and execute an awful lot better this week than last week in the rain when Debo was taken out of the game, basically right at the beginning of the game. And today it's being reported that Debo is 50% going to go, which means he's 100% going. If you're 50% to play in a championship game on a Monday, come Sunday night, he is playing. I promise you that. There's, I mean, what would he's going to have to get hit by a bus, right? Did not play in that game. So, It's been an incredible run. This is going to be a great week. Just, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to see, as a Niner fan, you're going to see an awful lot of stupid shit, right? An awful lot of stupid stuff on the way to getting the kickoff. You are going to see everyone who doesn't like the Niners give you their full-on, this is why I don't like the Niners, this is why I don't believe in them segment, because this is the last week they really get a chance to do it. Oh, they'll do it again should they reach the Super Bowl. They'll try, but again, it's... It's hard to say this team has no shot to win a Super Bowl when 
there's only two teams left standing and you do now have a 50-50 chance to win a Super Bowl. But the hatred will be real. The criticism will be real. The pretend criticism, whether it be real or not, or ingrained in, um, ingrained in reality, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. People make shit up to not like about the 49ers. So it's going to be a week where I'm going to tell you, outside of, you know, watching your 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 favorite content creators, your favorite shows, just just close the laptop. Just put the phone down. I mean, be here at 11. Thank you so much. Uh, West Coast time. Uh, be there Friday for another version of Wake Up at 8 a.m. But uh, avoid the noise. Avoid the noise and you'll be happier all week long. By the way, we do see the noise that Zach Ertz has signed with the Detroit Lions. Um, okay, not really worried about that. How up to speed can this guy get who's been on the beach for a couple of months um, to make a real big impact? I do not know. But if he just works on three plays all week long, these are the this is the Ertz package. The Ertz locker. Uh, if you're putting in a package for Ertz, and he knows how to run three plays and runs them very well and makes two catches on those three plays, maybe you're in trouble because it takes but one play to turn a game around in the postseason. That is normally a big play, a big shot, and guess what the Lions don't do? They don't take an awful lot of big shots in the air. Here it is, Brock Purdy and Jared Goff in the in the game manager bowl. Right? That's what people are going to want to tell you. Now, here's the deal. You want to accuse that of Brock Purdy? I think you're totally wrong. I think he's better than that. But you know what? He's never been in another system. So if you want to insist he's a system quarterback, fine. I don't even care anymore. And neither should anyone listening or watching right now. Let them say whatever they want. Let them say whatever they want. To say that Jared Goff, though, is just a system quarterback, this guy's a game away from reaching his second Super Bowl with another team. Jared Goff might not be the most dynamic, sexiest, alluring, intriguing quarterback out there, but he's good at this. He's good at being who he is and doing what he does and avoiding the mistakes by drifting into the lane of what he doesn't do. And what he doesn't do is throw very deep balls very often at all. As a matter of fact, when it comes to taking deep shots, the Lions last in the NFL this year. So keep everything in front of you if you're if you're San Francisco. Keep everything in front of you and you play that run cuz Dan Campbell is coming out here to run it down your throat. This has been a little bit of a concern for the 49ers. This has been a little bit of a hey, you know what? The rest is going to improve the tackling and there's no doubt that Eric Armstead being healthy again is going to shut all that down. Well, the Green Bay Packers had a different story to tell. Hopefully this week it just goes a lot better. If getting a bad game out of the way and winning ugly was the one thing that the Niners needed to do to prove to you that they can do it all, well, they've done that. How about a, how about winning pretty again? How about winning comfortably? Again, the Lions are going to make that tough. Lions are going to make that real tough. But this should be a hell of a game. All right. I see, but the chat is already flying. Uh, speaking of coverage, writes Philip. Speaking of coverage, can somebody help Ambry Thomas? You don't want to know who needs to help Ambry Thomas? 
the 49ers defensive line. They can do more to make Ambry Thomas look like a better football player than he looked last week just by playing better. If a cornerback's best friend is a pass rush, I hope Ambry gets to get together with his best friend this Sunday because it's got to be someone other than Nick Bosa. And I was kind of down on Bosa. He had a better game against Green Bay than I gave him credit for in real time. You go and rewatch that game, you're going to find he was the one dude making noise. The one dude. Where are you, Chase Young? Where are you, Javon or uh, Javon Kinlaw? Where are you, Hargrave? Where are you, anyone not named Bosa? Chase Young, do something. Do something. Sporticus, why, when, and how does rooting for an underdog now mean you hate the favorite? I, well, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, look, it's just, the Lions are an easy story to sell because we're always interested in seeing things that you've never seen before. How about this? Let's say it was the Detroit Lions against any other team in football. In the NFC, outside of like the boyhood team that I grew up rooting for, the Bears, uh, outside of it being the Niners, who obviously I've got selfish reasons to want to go as far as possible, I'd be rooting for the Lions. Absolutely, I'd be rooting for the Lions. The same way that I would root for the Jets, should the Jets ever be this close. I rooted for the Jets to get to the Super Bowl because that'd be fun. There's something you don't see very often. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it. But not this year. Not this year. Our friend Uncle Boys. Brock was so good I was forced to admit it, but since he doesn't look as good in a couple of games, I made a mistake thinking he was good. Is that what Ryan Clark's argument is? All right, Ryan. Again, if you were just using a couple of games to make this decision, you really, again, you're, you're watching what? I don't know. By the way, words of wisdom. Dropping a super chat saying, you got to check out my video, man. It's on the Niner Empire. I guess there's Star Wars ties. He was hyping it up during Wake Up, too. Everybody go watch Words of Wisdom's uh, Niner Empire uh, 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 video. I will check it out. I will check it out. Mick Goldmia. Damon, congrats to the Niners and the Lions. I'm 70. I've waited decades for the Lions to be relevant and play in a championship game. Should be great. Go Lions and cheers. Mick, all I can tell you is you're the kind of guy that I've been rooting for my entire time rooting for sports. The person who has been there as a season ticket holder is someone who has supported a team that's never, again, I was a, I was, I am still, still to this day in some ways, a Cubs fan. So I understand pain and suffering implicitly. I get it. I get it. And there's a part of me, Mick, that wants you to desperately win a Super Bowl before you're out of chances to win a Super Bowl. But not this year. Not this year. This is a 49ers team that just had a a very good football season. They got all the rest they wanted. They got all the health they needed. And they stepped into the postseason and they kind of gagged a little. Not as much as it as, as it looks like, 
when you were watching that game live, it's a lot easier to watch that replay with the knowledge that the Niners win this game. And things do look a little different when you watch it through that prism. But man, they didn't play their A game. They didn't. So I think they really are going to want to come out and show it. And if they do show the Lions their A game, I don't think the Lions can beat the Niners A game. Just can't. I don't think they, that can happen. Don't think that it can happen. The raw data of the matchup. Again, the 49ers have given up that deep ball a little too often. Again, Ambry Thomas is running through dudes for 40-yard-plus penalties. That can't happen. The Lions throw fewer deep balls than any team in the NFL. They have a run-heavy attack. Again, I haven't been impressed by the 49ers' run defense lately, but that's only because I have a high level of expectation for it. They're better than what we've seen. So show us the better version of who you are defensively. And I really do believe that the Niners are going to Las Vegas. Seth Walder on ESPN said, the 49ers have the most efficient passing offense in football. And the Lions' biggest weakness, it's defending the pass. Entering Sunday, the Lions ranked 30th in expected points allowed per opposing dropback. San Francisco's plethora of offensive playmakers will be a nightmare for Detroit, and while the Lions' offense is also effective, they don't have near the same firepower. And I agree with that. The Lions are really, really good, but when it comes to balancing when it comes to having an offense that can attack every blade of grass on a football field, the Niners got that over the Lions. The Niners have that over the Lions. Not looking past Detroit at all, but I can't be only partly terrified of seeing the Ravens or Mahomes in the Super Bowl again. No, you can't be. You can't be the only one. Whatever NFC team gets to the Super Bowl is going to have another team waiting for them with not just one, but two pairs of brass knuckles. That is the best defensive Kansas City team we have seen during this entire Patrick Mahomes run, and the Ravens are the Ravens are the Ravens. If you make a mistake, if you give the Ravens an inch, they'll take a mile. And if you give Patrick Mahomes a pocket to work from, or even if you take it away from him, he can beat you with his legs as well. He's just, he's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes truly does sit on a shelf that no other bottle of liquor can even reach. He's special all day and night long special. That's why he gets paid so much money that they can't afford special wide receivers around him anymore. And maybe that's the fatal flaw because for the first time in this Mahomes era, and by the way, he's reached the conference championship game six years in a row. Good God. Um, it's, it's impressive. The Chiefs, as they even had an admittedly unimpressive year, were still impressive. And the Ravens are the Ravens are the Ravens. 49ers are sitting in the conference championship game for the 17th time since 1980, though, and that is the most of any team in football. Again, that's why there's no sympathy. That's why it's the empire. 
because there used to be a Niner team that was in the NFC title game all the time. And then Kyle Shanahan gets here. And because he doesn't have anything to show you other than the NFC title game and the Super Bowl trophy that comes with winning the game after that, people want to say that like, oh, Kyle getting to the NFC title game, like I need more than that. It's And, and yeah, you do. You need more than that. It's It's time now. But this feels an awful lot like Andy Reid. Like once Andy Andy Reid is in his 11th conference championship game. 11th conference championship game in all the years that Andy Reid has been coaching. He's now been in the conference championship game more times as the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs than he was with the Eagles. That's incredible. Feels like Andy just got to Kansas City, even though it's it's that's not true. It still feels like I still like when I close my eyes, there's part of me that still sees him wearing Eagles green. I'm old. <laughs> um, but man. Kyle is in his fourth championship game in five years, third in a row. That's really good. And as Larry and I were talking about, Niners fans. You know, sometimes you feel entitled. You feel like your entire year starts in the NFC title game where here we are. Here we are. You're in it again. Go do more than that. I hope it's, I, I, I hope it's, I hope it's your year, Niners fans. I truly do. Look, I want to get into, I, I, there's a lot of movement in the chat. I want to get over there. We'll hop into Club Plus here in a minute if you need more actual breakdown. I think Larry Kruger and I have done that better than anywhere else you're going to find it. Go watch this day's Wake Up. It is available for you on YouTube, a comprehensive discussion of all things, Niners, Lions, some football memories, and oh my gosh, we have a, a robust discussion of stakes that... If you're a fan of steaks, you're going to want that too. That's somewhere in that second hour. But man, oh man, oh man, oh man. The other thing that I wanted to get to this week is the fact that another team that we got used to winning championships around here isn't anywhere in their championship form right now. And that's the Golden State Warriors, who clearly last week suffered through something that is so much bigger than basketball or the season you're having or the trade deadline and what decision. They experienced death. As a franchise, you had young men, maybe some of them, in the room with death for the first time in their lives. And that is a scary, scary thing to see in person. What motivates the Golden State Warriors. If it were just a sentence that Steve Kerr could speak, he would have spoken it by now. If it were just a, a handful of players deciding, all right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna start challenging each other in ways that we haven't challenged each other in the past, and that's gonna make us better. I believe that's already happened. The the real honest to God evaluation of the Golden State Warriors season might be drifting into the lane of they got old. And that's who they are. Their old guys are, you know, the guys who you are leaning on to be great this year are losing their abilities and you're not quite ready to go to the next generation right now due to a combination of they're not ready for it and Steve Kerr's too stubborn to make it or allow it to happen. It's a lot of weird dynamics going on with the Warriors 
plus the whole Draymond is on the team. Now he's off the, um, by the way, Draymond comes back, plays against Memphis, and now another nine-day layoff. Does that mean Draymond's going to need another two weeks to ramp up for his next game? I fucking hope not. Next game is the Atlanta Falcons. Wednesday, uh, uh, yeah, no, not the Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta Hawks. Sorry, got to get it out of football mode. The next game is the Atlanta Hawks on Wednesday night, a nine-day layoff for the Warriors since Martin Luther King Day's game in Memphis. What's going to motivate them? You know, when when I'm looking for things that, uh, what are you going to rally around? What are you going to do now? You guys just all went through something that is earth-shattering. Maybe that'll wake you up. Maybe that'll help you circle the wagons. Let's go out and play well for Coach, who's not here anymore. Do that. Maybe that helps the Warriors. Again, I, I'm, I'm here to talk about sports. And this team has had a, a, a wide berth to deal with something that is very, 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 very serious. So you know either you take that and you use it motivation going forward. But here's the deal. Once once the season restarts on Wednesday, it is it's it's winner shut up time for the Warriors. And they better beat the Hawks because the Hawks stink on the road. They stink they they're the, the Hawks are having the same year as the as the as the Warriors. They're massive, a massive group of underachievers. Who's gonna start not uh, overachieving? Now that, that might be out the door, right? How about just achieve? Do something other than playing, what is this basketball? And the Warriors have played way too many. What am I looking at basketball games this year? If you want more football, you're going to get it all week long. We're going to arrange some good guests for you this week. I can promise you that. We are going to have a good show for you every single day at 11 a.m. West Coast time. Larry Kruger and I are going to be bringing you more and more throughout the week as we get closer to the championship game. There is an awful lot that is going to be happening on both of our channels. Thank you for the support. Thank you very much for the likes. Thank you for the subscriptions. Thank you to the members of the initiated. And thank you to those of you who love a little something we like to call Club Plus, because we're about to get there right now. We got an awful lot of people in the chat. Certainly don't want to miss anything over there. So here we go. If you're listening to the podcast, I thank you. Can't wait to have you back tomorrow. But in the meantime, let me remind you that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he is gone.